Yes, sir. You already know what time it is. It's the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 85. Look how everybody clapping when your 30s song album do a measly hundred down. If I'm betting on myself, then I completely double down. If you hate it on a nigga, please don't greet me with a pound. I be staying out the way, but if the beef do come around, could put an M right on your head. You Luigi brother now. Trace my steps all in this game. You can see we cover ground. Back and forth from NC to New York when Jeezy had the crown. Vivid memories. Niggas start to squeeze, we ducking down. So many shells left on the ground and make the Easter bunny proud. I get up, dust my clothes off. Sleep is the cousin of death. No plans to doze off. The streets that don't come with a rep. I never sold soft. Just creep where the hustlers crept and got they O's off. You reach niggas up and like step to blow your nose off. Zoom tight and then resume flight as if it never happened Shit we witnessed full of so much sickness Angels shedding tears in heaven Word to Eric Clapton Off this clever rapping Bitch my pockets gon' forever fatten Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 85 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Denzel, aka Harry Potter, aka Debron James, and we are back like Jordan wearing the faux five. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging with me on the social media platforms. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all of the love and all the support I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there busting their ass every day battling this COVID. And finally, Thank you to all the people who are out here using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always, 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 always have to start the shows with the thank yous because the thank yous are very, very, very important. Please do not forget your boy Denzel has official Bronx Bias podcast merchandise available for purchase. You can visit the website. BronxBiasPod.MyShopify.com, B-R-O-N-X-B-I-A-S-P-O-D.M-Y-S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com, BronxBiasPod.MyShopify.com. Come check it out. Come fuck with me on there. I've got hoodies. I've got t-shirts. i got tote bags. I've got COVID masks, and I've got stickers with much, much, much more to come. Once again, for the millionth time, I am an independent potter from the BXMY, and supporting the merchandise is just one of the best ways to help keep the show going the way that it does. I don't have any sponsorships or any deals as of yet, so all the support on the merchandise is very vital to the success and the longevity of the show. And, uh, you know, if you guys like the show, you like listening, I would really, really appreciate if you went on the site, checked it out, and copped some gear. Um, the products are quality materials. You don't have to worry about any of those. 
you know, fades or shrinking. It's all quality stuff. And uh, it would be really, really, really helpful to me and to the show if you guys went on and supported some merchandise. And I sincerely, sincerely, sincerely appreciate every single person who has purchased merchandise from me. I truly, truly, truly appreciate you guys. And with all of that being said, we are going to have a great, great, great show today. Fully, fully packed. You know, it's the end of the year, man. It's the end of the year. We got so much shit to talk about. What a year it was in 2021. And with, there's nothing else to say, but I'm in an amazing mood. I'm in a tremendous mood and I am ready to go. So let's get it. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro was an amazing, amazing, amazing song from an amazing, amazing artist. And this album that this song is off is one of the best of the year. And trust me, we will get to that today. And it is called 95 South by J. Cole and Cameron off of the album The Off Season. And man, 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 J. Cole is one of the greats, man. He's he's really cementing his legacy. He is really like one of my favorite artists out here, man. He is super, super, super dope. He makes amazing music. He's a great dude. He's just an all-around like great ambassador for the genre of hip-hop. And he's like really like a guy that hopefully a lot of young people up and coming are really trying to model their career after because He's really the man. Like, he really does a lot of things well. He's a very, very, very talented artist. He's very philanthropic. He's a humanitarian. And nobody, I've never heard anyone have anything negative to say about him because he carries himself extremely well. He's got the Dreamville uh, uh, record label with all those great artists like J.I.D. and Boz and Ari Lennox. So he's just doing his thing, man. He's doing it really well. And He's really one of the guys out here in the hip-hop that is, like, leading the charge, hopefully, for the next generation. And people who come up behind him really pick up all the things that he has done in this game and hopefully um, can emulate their careers in his in, in light of his because uh, he's really a talented guy. And I really appreciate his music. So, shout out to the god, J. Cole. Now it is time for my favorite, 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 favorite. Favorite, favorite, favorite segment of the podcast, and it is called Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is a segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to try and show how many great things, how many great people, and how many great ideas come from the Bronx, New York. So, without any further ado, your Bronx fact for today is... The Point Community Development Corporation is an organization dedicated to youth development and the cultural and economic revitalization in the Hunts Point section of the Bronx. Celebrating over 20 years of service... The Point offers a multifaceted approach to asset-based community development. Its programming falls within three main headings, all aimed at the comprehensive revitalization of the Hunts Point community. Those being youth development, 
Art and Culture and Community Development. For more information or to see on, on how you can get involved with this organization, you can visit them at their website, thepoint.org. And that is your Bronx Fact for episode number 85. Damn, son, where'd you find this? All right, all right. We're getting right to the shits today. As you guys already know, it is the end of the year 2021. And for today's episode, I am giving out my yearly awards. It is the second annual Bronx Bias Podcast Yearly Awards Ceremony. I have nine awards to give out in a number of categories. And uh, without any further ado, let's get into this shit. It's a great way to recap the year with some stories that you guys may have forgotten or some things that I've discussed on the show that I wanted to you know, bring, bring back into your memory. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited about today's show. I got some great categories and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy my second annual award show. So without any further ado, let's get into this shit. So before we get started, let me let you guys know a few things on the way I'm doing my awards today. Some categories are going to have multiple nominees for the given award, but some other categories are going to have one outright winner. So certain, you know, distinctions, it was multiple people who fell within the category of achieving this prestigious award of my Bronx Bias Podcast Yearly Award. And some are just are outright winners. They didn't even really have competition. So the first award that I'm giving out for this year is in the category of Fumbler of the Bag of the Year. Who fumbled the biggest bag of the year 2021? Now, this is a category with only one outright winner. There was no need for multiple nominees. There is only one winner here. So. The winner of the Fumbler of the Bag of the Year is Dennis Schroeder. Congratulations, my brother. You are the first winner of the Fumbler of the Bag of the Year of 2021. This is an amazing distinction, and you were the only one who could have won this award for this year. I'm going to read you a small article written on September 16, 2021 to give you guys a summary of why NBA player Dennis Schroeder is the fumbler of the bag of the year. It reads, any way you slice it, Boston Celtics guard Dennis Schroeder miscalculated when he opted to turn down a reported four year and $84 million contract from the Los Angeles Lakers to test out his value in free agency. It turns out there was no substantial market, though, for the 28-year-old point guard, and he would wind up accepting a bargain basement deal from the Boston Celtics for one year and for $5.8 million. For those of you scoring at home, that's about a $78 million, whoops, he's taking more than $10 million less from the Celtics than he received from the Lakers last season. 
the final year of a four-year, $70 million extension he inked with the Atlanta Hawks back in 2016. The Lakers picked up Schroeder in November of 2020, but he did not live up to expectations. Yes, he put up 15.4 points and 5.8 assists while starting all 61 games he appeared in, but he pulled off an impressive vanishing act in the playoffs, and now he's starting over with the Boston Celtics. Schroeder reportedly had $84 million in hand from the Lakers and chose door number two. There were rumors that the Toronto Raptors and the New York Knicks were interested in signing the German guard. But instead, the Raptors got veteran Goran Dragic from the Miami Heat, and the Knicks signed former All-Star Kemba Walker after the Oklahoma City Thunder bought him out. Schroeder was the butt of many jokes after signing with the Boston Celtics. Seven-time NBA champion Robert Horry famously quipped, You are the disaster of your own game plan. But Schroeder clapped back when he celebrated his birthday on September the 15th. An Instagram post included an image of the player crouched in front of his two cars and a pile of empty bags. He says, quote, I'm going to do this one time. Insert your best fumbled the bag joke here. It's my birthday, so let's get this over with and get back to business. It appears he has come to grips with his plight and is at least keeping his sense of humor. That will help him in the long run. Congratulations to you. Dennis Schroeder, the 2021 Fumbler of the Bag of the Year. Congratulations, my brother. (laughs) Our next award on my second annual Bronx Bias Podcast Yearly Award Ceremony goes in the category of Caucasity of the Year. Now, people who listen to my show know that I love to talk about caucasity. Caucasity, for people who do not know, is a term coined by my guys, Jesus and Merrill, Bronx legends, and it simply means the audacity of the Caucasian people. So, the nominees for the Caucasity of the Year Award go to the White Rioters on January 6th who stormed the Capitol, John Gruden former coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, who was sending racist and misogynistic language in his emails, Kellyanne Conway, former Donald Trump campaign manager who was exposed for leaking naked photos of her 16-year-old daughter, and finally, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, who revealed that they do not wash their asses. And the award for Caucasity of the Year goes to... Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are the 2021 Caucasity of the Year Award winners. I gave them this exquisite distinction because it is of the utmost caucasity to not only not wash your ass, but to be so comfortable, so cool about discussing your bathing habits or discussing your stank asses in a public forum. For those of you guys who do not know about this story, I will read a little bit about it to you. The headline for this story reads, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis claim they only bathe their kids if they see dirt on them. 
Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis have opened up about their bathing habits, and they seem to keep their kids on a similar schedule. The actor duo appeared on a recent episode of Dax Shepard and Monica Padman's Armchair Expert podcast, with a friendly conversation turned to self-care. That's when Dax insisted that his co-host should not be getting rid of the natural oil on your skin with a bar of soap every day. Quote, I didn't have hot water growing up as a child, so I didn't shower much anyway, Kunis added to the conversation. But when I had children, I also didn't wash them every day. I wasn't that parent who bathed my newborns ever. Now here's the thing. If you can see dirt on them, clean them. Otherwise, there is no point Kutcher shared. I wash my armpits and crotch daily and nothing else ever, Kutcher said. I got a bar of Lieber 2000 that delivers every time. Nothing else. My mother's response for every out-of-pocket thing that's ever happened in this world is, white people are crazy. (laughs) That is insane to me. It's one thing not to be washing your ass daily, which everybody should be doing, black people and white people. You need to make sure that you're washing your ass daily because that's just hygiene. I don't know where you guys are getting off thinking that your body doesn't stink. It does for those of you guys who think that, you know, you don't stink. Outcast said it perfectly in a song called Roses. I know you like to think, yo, shit don't stink, but lean a little bit closer, see, Roses really smell like do, 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 ooh. And that's a fact. I don't know who you guys are out there in the world, but you, if you do not wash your ass daily, you need to. And the fact that they were just so comfy and cool talking about, I don't bathe my kids, I don't bathe myself, I use a bar of soap on my nuts, and that's it is absolutely crazy to me. So there's no other way that anybody else could win this award than Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis' stank asses. And it's the funny, it's so funny that they're the ones who are doing it because I'm sure they have a nice ass bathroom. Those two motherfuckers have been rich for a long time. And it just makes me think of all the public places that they go. Like, right? Sit in front row at the Lakers game. I believe Ashton Kutcher is a big football fan. I think he's a Chicago Bears fan. Going to the Chicago Bears games, going to meetings, going to do work, acting work, like on movies or television. And they're smelling like all hell, smelling like the zoo. There's no other way that anybody else could have won this award other than Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. So congratulations, you stank-ass motherfuckers. You are the 2021 winners of Caucasity of the Year. You stink. Let me just get that out the way. You stink. Ain't nobody got time for that. Big facts. Ain't nobody got time for y'all stink asses. Y'all got too much money. Y'all been famous for too fucking long to not be washing your ass and to be talking about it so goddamn proudly. That's for sure. But moving right along, our next award for the 2021 second annual Bronx Bias Podcast Yearly Awards is in the category of Real Nigga of the Year. And there is only one person who is qualified in my eyes to win this distinction, to win this prestigious award. And 
the 2021 Real Nigga of the Year goes to... Paul Pierce. Paul motherfucking Pierce is the 2021 Real Nigga of the Year. Paul Pierce threw a party with strippers, weed, liquor, bitches, cigars, hookah, everything you could think of, broadcasted it on Instagram Live, subsequently left ESPN where he was working prior to, um, after his retirement, I should say, because he was an NBA player for a number of years and also an NBA champion, then did an interview with uh, Sports Illustrated saying he gave absolutely no fucks and still made the Hall of Fame and told ESPN they was broke. Paul Pierce is the real nigga of the year. So what I want to do is play you a small clip from a man on YouTube named Dreamers Pro. I got to make sure I give credit because he was able to get an interview clip from, I believe, Paul Pierce appearing on a podcast explaining why he was tired of ESPN. And also, I'm going to read to you an article from Sports Illustrated, which is a little more graphic as to why Paul Pierce gave zero fucks and why he is the real nigga of the year. So first is a clip from Dreamers Pro on YouTube who got a clip of Paul Pierce appearing on the podcast. And secondly, I'll read you an article from Sports Illustrated. And here they are. Take a listen to some of the comments uh, that Paul Pierce had to say here. Take a listen to that. That wasn't really my plan, but I wasn't like, I wasn't tripping. I mean, I was just like, no. You know what? At the end of the day, look, Beetle, I'm retired. I was tired. I was tired of him anyway, truthfully. You know, I don't got nothing against him, but I was getting bored there. You know, stuff was changing all the time, and it just wasn't the same feel like it was when we was doing it. You know, it was just, it was too much changes. And I got to the point where I was just like, this is my last year anyway. And, uh, you know, I'm just having fun. I'm retired. I'm allowed to have fun. It worked out for the, everything worked out for the best. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to ever been. I don't have to come on the show and wear a coat and tie. And, you know, I'm, I had to do that too much. I'm done with that. What was like the first thing you started to want to do when you knew you were done? Like you didn't have to go in every day. You didn't have to do TV. You didn't have to do meetings. Like what, how did you enjoy that first day of no, freedom, I just, as I like to call it? Man, I was just, it was like a breath of fresh air knowing I didn't have to, yeah, knowing I had to do all that stuff. You know, I'm sitting in the backyard, drinking my wine, hitting my hookah, and I'm just thinking about my next moves, you know? You know, I always got stuff in the works, and so, you know, I was planning on leaving it. I said, all right, I'm going to take the rest of the year off because this happened like early, like January, I believe, February around there. So I'm going to take the rest yeah. of the season off, summer, relax, enjoy family, friends, travel a little bit. This article was written and put out on September the 7th, 2021. Paul Pierce and ESPN were never meant to be. The former Celtic star was fired in April following a video he posted on Instagram Live that showed him gambling and smoking with some friends in the presence of some twerking strippers. In a new interview with Sports Illustrated tied to his upcoming Hall of Fame induction, Pierce admitted that the partnership was never a great fit. Pierce said he was done with ESPN at, by the time the incident occurred, citing the travel and the way too demanding network executives as the reasons why he'd never loved the job. There was also of the matter of having to talk about his former rival on the air ad nauseum. Quote, there is a lot of stuff over there that you can't say, and you always have to talk about LeBron. 
Pierce also explained why he didn't apologize for the video, despite advice from his agent, Jeff Schwartz, who didn't want fallout with ESPN to impact Pierce's chances of making the Hall of Fame. Pierce says, quote, come on, I didn't do anything illegal. These motherfuckers in the Hall of Fame, some do cocaine, fucking battery. What the fuck did I do? I was just having a good time. All the people coming after me, half you motherfuckers do the same shit. You're just hiding it. On all of you are married while you're doing it. I'm divorced, I'm retired, and I'm having fun. In fact, instead of issuing an apology, Pierce dissed ESPN in late May after revealing he hit the lottery with cryptocurrency Ethereum. At ESPN, he said, I don't need you. I got Ethereum Max and I made more money with this crypto in the past month than I did with y'all in a year. Truth shall set you free. Pierce became an analyst for ESPN's NBA Countdown and the Jump after retiring from the NBA in 2017. In August of 2017, he became a regular studio analyst prior to the start of the 2018 season. Paul Pierce, I believe, is the real nigga of the year. Paul Pierce had a party with strippers, had a <laughs> had a party with strippers, left ESPN, told ESPN he makes more money than them, <laughs> and still made the Hall of Fame. Like that is fucking incredible. That's incredible. Now, I, and also you have to understand, like you know, ESPN is going to put on television what people like, what sells, right? So if you ever have watched ESPN or any of these sports networks like Fox Sports 1 or any of the other ones that produce content, um, you notice that they talk about sort of the same things a lot because they know that that is what people want to hear, people want to see. So you're going to see a lot of things about the Dallas Cowboys just because that is a team that a lot of people have interest in, whether they love them or they hate them. Hate in, this, in the industry is just as good as love. Because if you hate me and you're talking about me, it's just as like if you love me. So they put the Cowboys on TV a lot. They put the Lakers on TV a lot because of LeBron. When LeBron was with the Cavs, they put LeBron on a lot. When LeBron was at the Heat, they put LeBron on a lot because LeBron's the biggest star in the league. Uh, if anything happens with the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they're going to put that on TV. If anything happens in the world of baseball, like with Shohei Otani, the Japanese player who pitches and hits home runs, they're going to put it on TV because these are the things that people want to see. So if you're a former basketball player, right, you just walk away from the game, you get a job at ESPN, as a lot of these uh, former athletes do because they have a different perspective, it would be kind of funny to have to talk about the dude who you just finished playing against and who you've had a long storied history with. It would be weird. But again, if you're chasing the bag, you're going to do what you got to do to get that paper. It appeared that Chris, that Paul Pierce, I don't know why I keep calling him Chris, Paul Pierce just was just had enough with it. You know, some athletes aren't meant to be in the studio. For example, a guy like Jalen Rose is incredible doing his studio thing. He's incredible. I don't know if you guys are fans of Jalen Rose, but I think he does a great job with his shit. Like, I think he's one of the best athletes on television. Um, in addition to Shannon Sharp, if you guys like Undisputed on Fox Sports, I think he's a great former athlete who is in the sports world or in the media world. Even Brandon Marshall, who was with Fox Sports 1, but then decided to leave to pursue his own other shit. Him, Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco, however you like to call him, Fred Taylor, 
And Chan and Crowder have a great podcast called the I Am Athlete Podcast. So there are some athletes who are really good at the media game. There's some athletes who are just literally doing it for the money. And I think Paul Pierce was just doing it for the money, to be honest. Like, I, I mean, I feel like Paul Pierce, he don't give a fuck about this shit. He loved the Celtics and Doc Rivers, and that's it. Like, that's the, he only played for, he played for the Celtics, the Wizards, and the Clippers. But, I mean, if you think of Paul Pierce, you think of the Boston Celtics. That's the team that he loved the most. And as a Boston Celtics player, and I'm guessing a lifelong member, he has no reason to like LeBron James whatsoever. When LeBron was with Cleveland his first go-round, the Celtics were one of his biggest rivals. When LeBron went to Miami, he, the Celtics were one of his biggest rivals. When, <laughs> and when now LeBron plays for the Lakers, which is the Celtics' biggest rival. So there's no reason for Paul Pierce to love LeBron. There's no reason for Paul Pierce to be happy when LeBron does shit good and has to talk about it on fucking ESPN. He, he don't want to do that shit. So he said, fuck it, man. I'm retired. I ain't got a wife. I'm about to have a party with a bunch of bitches because I got money and fuck it. And then he put it to IG Live. He had no regrets. I love that shit. I love that shit. I want to hang out with my strippers. I want to get twerked on. I want to drink and smoke my cigars. And I'm still in the fucking Hall of Fame. What you going to say now? And I'm making mad bread with this crypto. Shout out to fucking Paul Pierce, man. Shout out to Paul Pierce. Shaq properly properly named him when he named him the truth <laughs> okay if you guys don't know actually that's how paul pierce got his nickname uh paul pierce and the Celtics were playing the lakers and he was killing them Shaq called him the truth um but that is just one of the most accurate nicknames like ever because paul pierce is the fucking truth like he don't it seems like he don't give a fuck when you watched him on espn i don't know how many of you guys did he was doing the show like he ain't give no fuck. He was saying wild shit. He would like make these wild ass predictions. He did the show like he didn't give a fuck. So what do you expect him to say like when he's getting interviewed now? He already made the Hall of Fame. He was going to make the Hall of Fame regardless. He didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he didn't give not one fuck about this shit. He really didn't. So shout out to him, man. Like. Just being a real nigga and still getting his rewards, still getting his just due. I, I, I salute the brother. Shout out to the 2021 Real Nigga of the Year, Paul Pierce. Our next award that we are giving out on the second annual Bronx Bias Podcast Yearly Awards is in the category of Scam of the Year. Now, you guys know I love talking about scams. I love, that's one of my favorite things to cover, just people running the game on others, like people who just be scamming, people who just be trying to get over in any way they got. As Wu-Tang Clan taught you in 1993, cash rules everything around me. Get that money, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. And these people were willing to get this money in any way that they could. Get this money, get this access, get that fame, get whatever they wanted in however way possible. So the nominees for Scammer of the Year go to Salvatore Garo. An Italian sculptor and artist who sold a sculpture of nothing for eight over $18,000. Takashi Miyagawa, a man from Osaka, Japan, who defrauded over 35 women 
into giving him gifts each month of the year by telling them that he was in love with them um, so he can make sure that he receives a birthday gift every month of the year. And lastly, Bishop Sycamore High School, a fake fabricated high school who made its way onto ESPN and played a game on national television. And the award for 2021 Scammer of the Year goes to... Salvatore Garo, the Italian artist and sculptor who sold an invisible sculpture for over $18,000. I I mean, this is the ultimate scam. If you can persuade someone into giving you over five figures for a sculpture of nothing, like I, I can't make this more clear. This was a sculpture of nothing. It was in a box that was five feet by five feet, and it was literally nothing, nothing, oxygen, which is free. This man is the ultimate scammer, sold this piece for over 18 grand. Shout out to you, my brother, getting that money by any means necessary. And the fact that you convince someone with deep enough pockets to buy this means that you are the ultimate scammer and you need to be lauded. I know a lot of people were probably thinking that Bishop Sycamore High School was going to win because it was indeed a fake high school. Um, But just the mere fact that this man, Salvatore Garo, was able to make so much money off selling nothing, off selling oxygen, which we all breathe for free, is just something that I don't think we'll ever see again. And I think that this shit was absolutely incredible and a masterful scam. Shout out to the 2021 Scammer of the Year, Salvatore Garo. Our next few awards for the 2021 Bronx Bias Podcast Yearly Awards are all going to be music-related awards. Um, You know, I love my music. You know, I play music every episode. I even allow guests to come on and play their songs that they want. I just love music. Music is sort of a a worldwide language. You know, people from all across the world know certain songs. You could play any song at a cookout or graduation or get together and everyone's going to know the song. And I just really, really, really love music, especially my hip hop and R&B. So we have a few categories in my music lane that we will get to. My first award is for the worst verse of the year. Who spit the wackest series of bars in a song this year? And if you guys are on Twitter, you guys already know where I'm going. There's only one man who could win this award, and it is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We don't even need no drum roll for this. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. There is no reason on God's green earth why Dwayne The Rock Johnson, one of the most successful actors in the world, one of the most recognizable faces in the world, needs to be rapping on beats. There's no reason whatsoever. You know, I'm honestly convinced that these guys who are reached this, this super mega ultra star level really just be sitting in their house bored. I, I really think that like I think like 
they've already done the majority of the heavy lifting in their life to get to this point of success. And now they're just like, yo, I just want to do random ass shit. Like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson does not need to be on anybody's fucking beat. John Cena rap better than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's a fact. So, the song that Dwayne The Rock Johnson was on is a song called Face Off by Tech 9 featuring Joey Cool, King Iso, and The Rock. And without further ado, I just have to play this shit for you because this shit was absolutely fucking terrible. Here is The Rock on the song Face Off, the 2021 worst verse of the year. It's about drive, it's about power. We stay hungry, we devour. Put in the work, put in the hours, and take what's ours. Like into more in my veins, my culture banging with strange. I change the game, so what's my motherfucking name? What they gonna get though? Desecration, defamation. If you wanna bring it to the masses, face to face, now we escalating. When I have to put boost asses, mean on ya, like a dream. When I'm rumbling, you're gonna scream, mama. So bring drama to the king, brahma. Watch with extreme mana. Thank you, Brother Tech Nine. Holy shit. Thank you, Terramana. One second. That's all. Face off. <laughs> then he got the nerve to be like talking all low and cool at the end of the shit. Like he really killed the verse. That shit was so fucking trash, dog. Get the fuck out of here, Dwayne. Get the fuck out of here. And that, bruh, bruh. That was absolutely horrible. It's, <laughs> it's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. What the fuck, bro? Shut up, nigga. Go lift some weight somewhere, nigga. There's certain things that you just shouldn't do. If you're Dwayne The Rock Johnson... You're an amazing pro wrestler. I remember as a kid, he was one of my favorite wrestlers, you know, with Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels and Mankind and The Undertaker, you know, just one of the best wrestlers. I used to love pro wrestling like as a kid, and he was one of my favorites. And then he transitioned into acting. He became a great actor. He's been in a whole bunch of movies, a whole bunch of TV shows. Dude, you do not need to spit bars. Every black person, they know, you know they say every black person got a 16 in the tuck. That's a fact. Every black person does have a 16 in the tuck. But that don't mean we need to hear the 16 that you got in the tuck. You're just supposed to have one. That don't mean we're supposed to hear it. That shit was absolutely fucking awful. Awful. And he had the nerve at the end like, face off, the rock. Like, get the fuck out of here, nigga. That shit was fucking trash, bro. So congratulations to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the winner of the 2021 Worst Verse of the Year. Boo this man! <laughs> Boy, that... <laughs> I can't stop laughing. That rock shit is terrible. Desecration? Defamation? Get the fuck out of here. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Moving right along, now we are going to go to the best verse of the year. This is my opinion. Again, now with music, I have to make sure I say this. All of these upcoming choices for verse of the year, 
and my other categories in music are my opinion. I know how you guys are. When it comes to music, it seems like it's the most volatile category or volatile topic to talk about. Whenever I give my choices on music I like or my favorites of whatever or who's better than who or who I like more or whatever, it seems like that is the thing that sets you guys off the most. I don't understand. Please understand, guys. This is my opinion. These are my musical opinions based off my tastes. I don't have the same taste as you. You don't have the same taste as me. So just listen and go along for the ride. Please do not kill me and send me all these DMs talking about I don't know shit about shit. Please. These are my opinion. So without any further ado, the nominees for verse of the year are Drake for the Lemon Pepper Freestyle off of the Scary Hours 2 EP. Little Baby off of Wants and Needs also on the Scary Hours 2 EP. Fabio Foreign for his verse on Off the Grid off of Kanye West's album Donda. Sauce Walker off of the song Westheimer off of West Side Guns Hitler Wears Hermes 8. Andre 3000 for his verse on Life of the Party off of the Donda Deluxe album. And finally, Kendrick Lamar on the song Family Ties off of Baby Keem's album, The Melodic Blue. And the winner for the 2021 verse of the year goes to... Drake for the Lemon Pepper Freestyle. I'm still so kind of mad at Drake for keeping Scary Hours 2 and not putting it on Certified Loverboy. I firmly believe if What's Next, Wants and Needs, and the Lemon Pepper Freestyle were on Certified Loverboy, it would have been a much better album and also Laugh Now and Cry Later. If those four songs were somehow included onto Certified Loverboy, I think the album would have been much better. I gave the album a 7 out of 10. I think if those songs were on it, it would have been a, at least an 8.5 to a 9. And if we like, if we never heard them before, like imagine putting on Certified Loverboy and like the last song being the Lemon Pepper Freestyle and Wants and Needs and Laugh Now and Cry Later and What's Next also being included somehow in that song. Like if he would have opened Certified Loverboy with What's Next, I would have been like, oh shit, this is going to be his best album. But... The fact remains, it was on a separate EP and not on Certified Loverboy, but I cannot front on the brother. The Lemon Pepper Freestyle was bonkers, bro. Absolutely bonkers. And I know Drake took a lot of heat, what was that, in 2015 off the ghostwriting rumors, but dog, Drake is fucking nice, bro. Like, I, there's nothing to say. I know a lot of people don't dislike Drake, partially because of all the success he's had and also, people think that he's not a real MC, that, you know, people write a shit for him or he's a singer disguised as a rapper. But like, yo, there's no way that I can sit here and say Drake ain't nice. Drake is fucking nice, bro. He's nice, nice. Like he really is a very, very, very talented rapper, dog. Like no matter how you feel about him, no matter if you think that you know, he gets too much attention, too much love. He's not that good, etc. Whatever you guys feel. 
if you listen to the Lemon Pepper Freestyle, dog, there's nothing that you could say, bro. Like, this dude is absolutely fucking incredible. And I had such a hard time picking this shit. I had such a hard time because all these verses were fire. Every single verse I have in this category was fire, dog. Lemon Pepper Freestyle, Wants and Needs, Lil Baby went crazy, dog. Fabio, bruh, bruh. That's all I can say, bruh. Sauce Walker, which is probably one of the most underrated on this, probably like a guy that you guys probably have heard of the least. For the casual hip-hop fans, I'm sure real hip-hop fans know about Sauce Walker. Andre 3000, there's nothing you can say. Once you say the name Andre 3000 and guess verse, you know it's fire. Think of all of Andre 3000's fire guest verses, and this was included in one of them. And Kendrick Lamar and Baby Keem's Family Ties, man, he went dumb. It was really a really, really hard category for me to pick, like, because all of them are worth it to me. Lil Baby, that flow, Drake, that just cool swag, Fabio, that aggression, that New York drill aggression, you know, sauce. Went crazy on that shit. On like, man, it was really a difficult category for me, but I have to give it to Drake, man. Drake really killed it. He really killed it. I feel bad for Rick Ross, to be honest. I don't know why Rick Ross got on that song. Rick Ross gave about like eight bars, and then Drake went dumb for like three minutes straight. So I, it just has to be Drake, man. He really killed it on Lemon Pepper Freestyle. So congratulations to my guy, Drizzy Drake, the 2021 verse of the year. Our next award is in the category of song of the year. The nominees for song of the year are Laugh Now and Cry Later by Drake and Little Dirk. Essence by WizKid off of the album Made in Lagos. Easy on me. By Adele off of the album 30. Family Ties by Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar off of the album The Melodic Blue. Hood Blues by DMX, Westside Gun, Benny the Butcher, and Conway the Machine off of the album Exodus. And finally, Off the Grid by Kanye West, Playboy Cardi, and Fabio Foreign off of the album Donda. And the 2021 Song of the Year goes to Off the Grid by Kanye West, Playboy Cardi, and Fabio Foreign. Dog. Dog. What a fucking song, bro. I, I can't. I'm, I'm sort of mad. At the people who haven't, like, you know, have have not listened to, like, a whole bunch of music this year and who, like, get to hear this shit for the first time. Like, like I'm kind of mad at you guys, like, for hearing it for the first time. I listened to this shit for the first time. I don't remember where I was. Either I don't know if I was at home or, or traveling somewhere, but when it came on, I just could not move my body. Like, I had to make sure I stood still, like, still. Just so I could hear everything that went on in the song. That whole album, really. But this song, and then when the beat changed, and then Fabio went crazy, bro. Fabio went fucking crazy. 
He went for like two and a half minutes, and then I thought the song was over. Kanye came back in and went crazy for like a minute and a half. It was absolutely crazy, bro. It was one of the best songs. Like, it's just turn up, letting you know what kind of time I'm on. Like, we, like, bruh, I can't even put it into words, like, how dope Off The Grid is. How dope that whole Donda album was. Man, there's a reason why I'm such a Kanye West stan. There's, I, I really am, like, because he just, no matter what he says, no matter what he does, no matter how he acts... When the music comes out and he's on his shit, there's literally nobody on the planet like him. Nobody. Nobody. It's just like Mariah Carey. You know, they call Mariah Carey like super difficult, ultra diva, and all these things. But when she goes in the booth and starts singing, there's nobody like her. And just, I feel the same way about Kanye. Like, bro, when he on his shit, bro. You can't touch the brother. And Fabio, man, sheesh. It made me proud to be a New Yorker. I tell you that. Fabio made me proud to be a New Yorker. So it had to be off the grid for me, man. Just as a crazy Kanye fan and just how impressed I was by the album, how dope the verses were on this song. Shout out to Kanye. Shout out to Fabio. Shout out to Playboy Cardi. The 2021 song of the year, Off the Grid. The next category in my 2021 yearly awards ceremony is the albums of the year. The albums of the year. What albums were the best, in my opinion, again, because I know how you guys are, what albums were the best, in my opinion? So a lot of music, a lot, a lot, a lot of music came out this year. More music came out this year than I recall maybe last year and the year before. I think just because of the COVID pandemic and, you know, everything that happened, people couldn't release music or people didn't want to release their music because they couldn't tour it and all those things. So we have uh, we have about 35 projects here. And so what I've done is I've created a top 10 of albums. I've created five honorable mentions. And I will mention the albums that I really did like that could not make the cut. So let's get it started with the best albums of the year. We will start first with the albums that did not make the cut. So here we go with these albums. The albums that did not make the cut. Haitian Boy Kodak by Kodak Black. Exodus by DMX, RIP DMX, Gone But Not Forgotten. The Plugs I Met Too by Benny the Butcher and Harry Fraud. Seven by Ransom. Be Right Back by Georgia Smith. When It's All Said and Done by Gibeon. Hall of Fame by Polo G. The Voice of the Heroes by Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. The Hustlers Catalog by Smoke Dizza. You See For Yourself by IDK. Shout out to my man Marlon for putting me on the IDK. Shout out to my guy Marlon. Certified Lover Boy by Drake. What You Expect by Big Sean and Hit Boy. Punk by Young Thug. Weight of the World by Maxo Cream. Expensive Pain by Meek Mill, 30 by Adele, 2.5 by Amine, 
The Course of the Inevitable by Lloyd Banks. And finally, Live Life Fast by Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich and Adele came out too late for me. Like, they came out too late for me to include them, which, again, is no knock against them. I, I really like them. I like them personally, and I like their projects. It's just that their albums came out a little bit too late for me to say that they were the best of the year. You know, you don't really even get that much of a chance to digest them all because they just came out. So you're like, yeah, these are dope, but are they better than my honorable mention, my top 10 albums that I've been listening to for the whole year? I don't know. So now let's get into my honorable mentions. I have five honorable mentions. Coming in at number five, Khaled Khaled by DJ Khaled. This is the Khaled that I freaking love. The Khaled would has great samples, great features, well-placed artists on the right songs together, completely different than his last one father of the side which i absolutely hated which was literally i felt like he was just getting the most expensive samples he could and just getting all the artists compiled with the verses that didn't match the songs were not good they were not well produced and he had the nerve to be salty that tyler the creator's igor was better than his like dude it was trash so he went back to the drawing board with Khaled Khaled, and he really knocked it out of the park. I really liked listening to that this year. Honorable mention number four is La Machina by Conway the Machine. I am such a huge fan of Conway. I'm such a huge fan of Griselda. Man, like they make me, again, like Fabio makes me proud to be a New Yorker. Griselda makes me so proud to be a New York because these just are super, super, super nice, 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 nice rappers, MCs, and they got bars for days, bro. Bars for days. La Machina, in my opinion, is Conway's maybe second or third best album out of his whole catalog. I really like From King to God. I think that's probably his best one, in my opinion. And maybe uh, Look What I Became is his second best, in my opinion. But La Machina, I can see as being his third best, in my opinion. Honorable mention number three, Bo Jackson by Boldy James and The Alchemist. Man, when The Alchemist is having sort of a career renaissance, in my opinion, because these artists that are coming out or sort of coming onto the scene are like the perfect rappers for him. He likes to make these low melancholy type beats or these low like sort of uh not up-tempo type beats that are only tailored for a certain type of rapper and boldy james is that type of rapper he has the perfect melancholy delivery the perfect deadpan type of delivery and he be spitting bro boldy james is one of the nicest dudes out here shout out to detroit shout out to griselda again because boldy's a griselda artist and they really killed it in my opinion. Honorable mention number two, An Evening with Silk Sonic by Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Man, these guys, man, they're like, if the 70s came alive today, like I love that aura that they have, I love that swag, like they're really like a retro style R&B group or funk soul type group. Bruno Mars been that nigga and so has Anderson Pack. And just them coming together, they really, really, really killed it to me. Like, I really enjoyed listening to that album. I really personally enjoy them both as solo artists, and they really came together and did well on this album. And finally, honorable mention number one, 
The Melodic Blue by Baby King. I love when I hear new artists and they knock me out of the fucking park. Like, Baby King's style is dope. Baby King's beats are dope. He did like three or four beat switches on there. He had Kendrick Lamar going crazy on Family Ties and on Range Brothers. Like, he really, really knocked it out of the park with his album. This is the first time I ever heard of Baby Keem. He did have products projects before the Melodic Blue, but this is my first time ever just sitting down and listening to Baby Keem. And I was really, really, really impressed. He's a really talented guy, in my opinion. And I look forward to hearing more and more from him. I love that new style, that genre-bending style. I love the fact that he was willing to go, like, experimental play with different melodies, play with different beats and different flows. I really, really enjoy the Melodic Blue by Baby King. And now, the top 10 albums of 2021, according to Denzel and the Bronx Bias Podcast. Number 10, Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan. This album came out in January. So, you know, it's kind of easy for it to get lost in the shuffle. But Jasmine Sullivan has been one of the best uh, songwriters, lyricists, and best voices in R&B since she came out. And she fucking killed it with Hotels. I really, really enjoyed it. I loved hearing Jasmine Sullivan again. And she really, like, she really impressed me. Like, because usually with Jasmine, you think of her in sort of a... hate to even say it this way sort of like a mary j blige vibe where the best songs for mary j blige in my opinion are when she's hurt when she's like in pain when you know people break her heart and stuff like that jasmine sullivan kind of falls into that same vein but this was like a whole different vibe it was like a big woman empowerment you know vibe like and i love hearing that sort of different in her song making even though the classics jasmine sullivan is when she's hurt and heartbroken but i just love hearing this difference and her voice is still top fucking tier you could put jasmine sullivan against anybody in the singing contest and she more than likely will win there's only a select few that could beat out jasmine sullivan in terms of the voice so shout out to jasmine number nine pray for haiti by mock Hami, another griselda artist Haitian born from New Jersey. I love Griselda, man. I swear to God, I love Griselda so much. And I love Makami. Really, he's another artist who I wasn't that big on. I didn't know much about. And then when he got with Griselda and Westside, I was like, okay, well, you know, I love Griselda. So I'm definitely going to give him a spin. And I was not disappointed. I loved hearing it. I love these rappers who are like really smart and also really street at the same time. Like, Boldy is like that. Benny is like that. Conway's like that. Really smart, witty, you know, type of guys who say, like, really poignant shit, but also hella street. So, you know, if you make a street album and you're a smart dude, you know, I'm going to love your shit. Uh, shout out to Makami and Pray for Haiti. Number eight, King's Disease 2 by Nas. Nas and Hitboy have found the magic. I'm so mad that... Kanye couldn't find that magic with Nas, but really he found it with Hit Boy. I love King's Disease 2. I love that he got Lauren fucking Hill on a song, man, and she killed it. She snapped. The song in question is called Nobody. If you haven't heard it, you should listen to the whole album King's Disease 2 because I really loved it. But Nobody by Nas and Lauren Hill 
was fire fire shout out to the god Nas. number seven vince staples by vince staples vince staples in my opinion is like an old man and a young man's body he raps or he kind of has this demeanor like he's seen it all he's done it all and he's at the end putting his feet up ready to retire that was the vibe that i got from this album vince is one of the smartest dudes out here no matter of musician actor public figure whatever when you listen to vince staples speak and when you listen to him rap this is a highly intelligent brother and i love when brothers showcase their intellect along with their musical skills sort of like makami and nas like you just know that these guys are brilliant really deep thinkers and then they are able to translate those thoughts and to make fire songs as well i really thoroughly enjoyed vince's album it's only 22 minutes but you got so much in that 22 minutes i really really dug this album man shout out to vince staples man i really like this number six back of my mind by her man i love me some her i love me some her her is like man i don't i can't even put her into words honestly she does so many things well she like sings very well she writes so well to me she writes so well her makes these amazing songs where you can tell like so much craftsmanship so much attention to detail is put into her music she don't release just for the sake of releasing when she released you know she really put her foot up that album's ass and she surely did with back of my mind if you guys haven't heard that i encourage it man i love me some her i swear to god i do shout out to her in back of my mind number five my baby snow allegra with her album temporary highs in the violet skies when i find an artist and i really like it's my first time really hearing them i get afraid when they take a little long to put their second album out and i get afraid that their second album isn't going to be as good as their first one so with snow allegra my first time hearing her joint was uh ugh those feels again and that came out in 2019 late 2019 and it blew me away i loved it i love her voice she just got a beautiful beautiful voice to me and um when her second album came out i was really excited because i was really excited after hearing the first one and i was like uh oh uh, i don't know how it's gonna sound you know i gotta temper my expectations but she fucking killed it i love me some snow allegra that's my baby that's my baby baby snow allegra temporary highs in the violet skies if you guys haven't heard that i really suggest it man she she killed it man she's so talented in my opinion number four call me if you get lost by tyler the creator this is an uh, artist currently who is at the peak of his powers tyler the creator in my opinion finally like figured out what his true sound was starting with flower boy that came out in 2017 next was uh igor which came out in 2019 and now call me if you get lost is sort of like charmander charmeleon and now charizard like call me if you get lost is like tyler the creator's final form in a sense and i know he's gonna make more music but like just comparing that three album sample that's the best way i could put it charmander charmeleon or charizard whoever your favorite pokemon are just a three-stage evolution call me if you get lost man 
with DJ Drama giving you that Gangster Grills throwback mixtape vibes where him and Lil Wayne used to go crazy. It was fucking dope, man. He killed it, man. I, Man, Tyler the Creator is one of the best young artists out right now. He's a great guy to emulate. And he's a great guy also to show you, like, just because you come out early doesn't mean that you're a finished product. You got to still keep putting more into your craft. You got to still keep trying to hone your skills. Tyler, the creator's first debut album came out, I believe, in 2010 with Goblin. If you listen to Goblin and you listen to Call Me If You Get Lost, it's like you're not even hearing the same guy. He completely has, like, transformed his musical style, and it is fucking incredible. in fucking credible dog. He really killed it, man. I love Tyler, the creator. I feel like we're in a great space with music and these young creators who are pushing the boundaries, man. They're pushing the fucking boundaries, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Number three, The Off Season by J. Cole. I introed this, today's podcast with it. J. Cole is the fucking man. What can you say about this, brother? Super conscious, super dope, super, like, you know, really involved in his music. He makes the best quality music that he can. He doesn't try to sound like anybody. He doesn't try to be like anybody. He is authentically himself. And it always comes out in his music. I'm a big, big, big fan of J. Cole. And he's a guy, really, who I think that a lot of young people can benefit from listening to and taking his words seriously. He's a very honest MC, and I really love that. He's really honest. He always tells you the truth about what's going on in his life, what's going on in the world. And he's really one of my favorite guys to listen to. Shout out to J. Cole. Shout out to North Carolina. Number two. Hitler wears Hermes 8, Sincerely Adolf, and Hitler wears Hermes Side B by West Side Gun. Griselda, Griselda, Grifucking Zelda. Oh my god. Now, allegedly, West Side Gun said that this was going to be his last studio album. He gave out two albums, it was a double disc. He alleges that this will be his last project, and what a fucking way to go out. This two-project series is absolutely nuts. If you're a fan of street music, if you're a fan of top-tier MCing, if you're a fan of that drug rap, if you're a fan of hardcore hip-hop, this is the album for you. Westside has included so many great features on this album. So many great MCs, so many great producers. He really put his foot up this fucking album. And if this is indeed his last ones, he went out with a bang. This is like sort of Michael Jordan going out with the Chicago Bulls on that last shot in 1998 type shit. Like, this is that type of vibe for me. He really put his foot in this album, in these two albums, I should say, and... It just makes me a bigger Griselda fan. It kind of even makes me sad if he's telling the truth. You know, artists love to say, oh, I'm going to retire, and then they don't retire. But if he's telling the truth, and to put this shit out as his last joint, man, he really he really is making me sad. Because if I can't hear nothing like this again, whew, I don't know what I'm going to do. And finally, the number one album of 2021 is Donda by Kanye West. My God, my brother, my favorite. He is my favorite, man. It's so good to see the brother again, really in the spotlight. I love that he's getting his flowers. 
I love that he appearing at Rolling Loud. I love that he's fucking uh, doing Drink Champs interviews and reuniting with Drake and all these things. Just being a more public, accessible figure. I love seeing him. He looks like he's in the great space. The music was absolutely incredible. And there's something to say about hip-hop that he put an album out with no cursing. He blurted out all the curses. He blurted out all the innuendos. And the album was still so fucking good. That just shows you what a craftsman he is. What a, 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 a fucking pro he is. Like, to show the whole process of the album being made. Sleeping in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Reuniting with Jay-Z. Having great features like Fabio. Like Lil Yachty. Like Roddy Rich, Like Playboy Cardi. Like Bory. Just an extremely perfectly crafted album. And you expect nothing less from an artist the caliber of Kanye West. He is 44 years old. And he is still making extremely great music. And as a true Kanye West stand that I am. It just makes me so happy and proud. That I get a chance to experience all this shit. Because he is really one of the greats. He is like... He's my favorite hip hop musician of all time. And he just continues to show that he can really do any type of album. None of his albums sound the same. The only two that sound closest is the college dropout and late registration. Graduation sounds different than those. 808s and Heartbreak sounds different than those. Um, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy sounds different than all of that. Yeezus sounds different than that. Life of Pablo sounds different. Ye sounds different. Kissy Ghost sounds different. And you're just like, how does he keep reinventing himself? He's like a chameleon or a shapeshifter. How does he keep changing these albums every single time, giving you something different every single time? Like, how does he keep doing this shit? How does he keep doing this shit? I don't know, man, but he's just, man, the mark of a true genius. I feel super blessed that I'm able to experience his music and actually understand a lot of the themes that he's talking about. And undoubtedly the 2021 album of the year is donda by kanye west and the last award i have to give out today is for the moment of the year i only have three nominees for the moment of the year because i feel like these are the biggest in my opinion um the nominees for moment of the year are Stephen Curry breaking the NBA three-point record, Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one year after leaving New England after 20 years there and six Super Bowl championships, and the New York legend himself, Jada Kiss, killing Dipset at the versus battle. And the winner for the 2021 moment of the year is Jada Kiss at the Dipset versus the Locks battle in Madison Square Garden is the 2021 moment of the year. This is where my New York bias is coming out big time. And I can understand how you guys would maybe think that Stephen Curry breaking this record is a bigger deal or Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl after leaving the Patriots is a bigger deal. 
But to me, as a lifelong New Yorker, there's nothing better than seeing other New Yorkers put on memorable, epic performances like the Locks did against Dipset. Jada Kiss went into alien mode, into super sane mode. And if you haven't heard, the Who Shot You Live freestyle that Jada Kiss put on on that versus battle, please do not fret because you know your boy Denzel got you covered. And without further ado, the 2021 moment of the year, Jada Kiss at the versus battle. Yo, Tech, let's make something happen. All burners, all raisins, hand down, nigga. The game is all jaders. Anything drop, I cop it all flavors. He's a dick, you pussy, y'all neighbors. All over. We ain't playing with this is New York. This what these niggas want, right? I don't do Instagram. I don't do Twitter. I don't do none of that shit. Let's go, Tech. This what I do, nigga. Extra raw, and I get it from Giuseppe, either him or the essays. I've been Talk smashing these rappers around for a decade, still trying to get mommy to Sacamela Leche. No, if I take her out, I can pop her the next day. Remember the vocals, MJ and the Pro Tools, anti-social. Phil Jack on the track, but I can't coach you. This is just audio and shit that I go through. Guns in the couch, money in the mattress, and I would have got the Bentley, but I had to pay taxes. Settle for a polo fit and some air. Your flow's a light sprain, mine's is a fracture. Yeah, and the x-ray's negative. Use a coward in jail, you can never live. Yeah, you barely living out here, it's like I'm giving, you barely giving out air. The yeah. reason you breathing is like I'm giving out air. I got stocks in the block, I'm giving out shares. I don't know you, you ain't familiar. I don't care who shot you, cause they ain't kill you. Far's the word play, I'm the son of a bitch. These niggas is decent, but ain't none of them. MTV, y'all know I'll punish the list. Niggas jury are fake and ain't none of them rich. Notice they keep watching them. No stopping them. V-neck, crush linen, sway, Louis moccasin. Wall dry up cause it don't buy up. Cashmere sweats with the Gucci tie-ups. Overlooking the city, my nigga, I'm high up. I can get your brain blown out for five bucks. Always in the hood. That's cause I rep that. My perfect work good. Niggas already checked that. Probably just comfortable, but that's where I slept that. Desert is blue still. The 40s jet black fucking bars, nigga. Bruh, bruh, there's nothing else for me to say. I have no further commentary. Jadakiss, you deserve this award because you fucking murdered it. Shout out to New York. Shout out to the locks. And what a fucking moment that shit was, man. What a moment. What a moment. A few more things to get to before I get out of here. 
Um, first, I do want to make sure I give hella love to Steph Curry, even though he didn't win, in my opinion, the 2021 moment of the year. What he has done for basketball, what he has done in this game, the kind of guy he is, you're just so happy you know, for him to reach such a milestone, um, to, to get such a career achievement. He's really one of the easiest guys, in my opinion, to root for. Really a team first guy, a selfless guy, an expert shooter. You know, everyone has very positive things to say about him. Good family man. Like just the this is the type of guy you want to see get such a great accomplishment like this. Like, you know, if I meet somebody who says that they don't like Steph Curry, I just have to ask them, like, what's good with you? Like, he's really like one of these great, great, great dudes who you're just so happy for. Really, I watched the shit. He broke the record against my New York Knicks, and I wasn't even mad about it because it's like, dude, this guy's fucking incredible, man. He changed the fucking game, you know? He made it where, you know, you could ex- excel at one thing and make it to the league. It used to be if he wasn't at least 6'5", and could run a little bit and shoot the mid-range or a big man who could get in the post, you couldn't make it into the league. And Steph Curry made it possible if you if you really hone in on one aspect of the game, shooting, you could make it to the league. He changed the freaking game, man. Whenever you watch people play basketball now at the park, at your local gym, they're not getting to the cup. They're not trying to dunk on you like Vince Carter used to do. They're trying to shoot the three, just like Steph Curry. And he really, really freaking changed the game. You can't be happier for a guy like this, man. And it's a real great honor for him. He had his family in attendance, his mama, his pops. And it's just awesome, man. It was just a really awesome moment. And um, you can't, I can't, I don't have nothing else to say about it, man. It was just an awesome, awesome thing to see. A great player. Um, again, it's, it's still it's another slap in the face to the Knicks because he went seven in two thousand in the two thousand and nine NBA draft, and guess who picked number eight? The Knicks. So we just missed out on another generational talent. But um, really, big love, big big love to Steph Curry for breaking that record, and it's awesome. So what I want to do for you is uh play you the clip of him breaking the record at Madison Square Garden and. It was just an awesome moment. So shout out to the three-point god, the baby-faced assassin, three-time champion, two-time MVP, Stephen freaking Curry. Alec Burks guarding it from the start. Wiggins again. Here's Curry for the record. It's good! There it is! Stephen Curry! The all-time three-point king in the NBA! in the NBA and now he stands alone at the top of the three-point list before we get out of here today I do want to make sure I say thank you to all of the wonderful 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 guests who bless my show with their presence I really appreciate all the conversations and some friendships I was able to build by having you guys on the show um, it was really, really awesome just to speak with all you beautiful people. 
the fact that all you guys came through on the show and showed love. And I have to make sure I shout each and every single guest that was on my show out. So let's get into that. I want to start by saying thank you to all my guests and name them one by one. Starting with Steve Adu from the My Mama's Basement podcast. Next was Tamiki Alindo of Uni Bakes. Andrea Marie from Distractable Me. Clara Keeley from NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illnesses of New York City. The Manual and Scheme from Team Wavy Records. Davina Moore from Father Beloved. Justin Mache of Bronx Soul. Ty Thomas from ANYC Kid. Tia Ingram, a.k.a. Coach T, from the Bronx Collab Space. The Leland Legends, Warren, Eddie F., and Adrian. Brandon Montez of the Norwood Community Library. Designers Jessica and Ian from the Bodega Union. Coach Mark Rodriguez from St. Raymond's High School. K-Love BX. Jordan Rosario, tarot reader Emily McGill, author Janeth Benjamin of the Mickey Chronicles, Dan Dunford of the Divergent Paths podcast, and finally Dom Brightman of the Going North podcast. Thank you all so, 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 so much for coming on the show, hanging out, showing up, showing out really coming through for me, man. I appreciate all of you guys for coming on the show. I haven't forgotten any one of you. I really appreciate the love that you guys showed to me coming on the show, man. And I look forward to either having you guys again or you having me at some of your events or even just having more and more and more amazing guests like you guys. I really appreciate you. And uh, the show wouldn't be as good or wouldn't be anything this year without you guys, and I really appreciate you. So had to make sure to shout out all my amazing guests who came on my show this year. Thank you guys so, so, so much. Lastly, I do want to make sure I acknowledge all of the amazing people, or some, I should say, because I know there's going to be some people I miss, and I mean no disrespect, truly and honestly, but I do want to acknowledge some of the great people that we have lost this year. Um, you know, a lot of legends saw their end in 2021. And I want to make sure that the show doesn't end. The year doesn't end without me giving RIPs and rest in pieces and just my condolences to their family, friends and loved ones of all the great ones that we did lose this year. Um So I just want to read off a bunch of names. I have a few quite a few names here, but I know that I'm missing some people and again i mean no disrespect if i do not mention this person name who did pass away probably just to slip my mind or any something like that um so i want to get it started i would like to say rest in peace to bell hooks jacqueline avon virgil abloh ronnie wilson of the gap band anthony aj johnson norm mcdonald michael k williams Hammerin Hank Aaron, Ed Asner, Sony Chiba, John Cheney, Trevor Moore, Bismarck Key, 
Charlie Robinson, Suzanne Douglas, Sekou Smith, Clarence Williams III, Paul Mooney, Shock G, Black Rob, DMX, Vincent Jackson, Prince Marky D, Terrence Clark, Christopher Plummer, Elgin Baylor, Lee Elder, Dustin Diamond, Cicely Tyson, Larry King, Eric Jerome Dickey, Marvin Hagler, and Demarius Thomas. Rest in peace, rest in power, rest in paradise. Gone but not forgotten. Each one of you had an amazing impact on the world. And the world will not be the same without you. So I just want to give rest in peace and end with a moment of silence for all these beautiful souls that we have lost in 2021. Thank you. And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 85 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James. I want to say thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, who supports. Thank you to all the people active and engaged with me on the social media platforms. Thank you to every single person who appeared on my show this year. Thank you for all the love and support that you guys have shown me in this year. My show is nothing without you guys listening, without you guys talking to me on social, without you guys interacting with the show and telling your friends and all that good stuff. I really appreciate you guys, man, so, so much. When this podcast started, I didn't know what it would be, if anybody would fuck with me, if anybody would listen, and I really, really appreciate all the love and support I receive from you guys. Um, you know, I'm nothing without you guys, man. Without you guys listening, I'm just a guy talking to a microphone, man, and uh, I really appreciate all you guys' love and support. Hopefully, you guys will rock with me into 2022 and beyond. Uh, it's been a fantastic year filled with ups and downs, but still a very, very positive, fantastic year. And I look forward to the future challenges and everything that's to come in 2022, making the Bronx Bias podcast one of the best podcasts in the world. You guys are the best in the world by for listening to me and really supporting me, man. I really, really appreciate you guys. And... Uh, no NFL predictions this week uh, because your boy Denzel is going to take him a nice, nice vacation. So what I'm going to do is NFL predictions will just post on my Instagram story of all the games and stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm going on a nice little vacation. Hopefully come back, you know, mid-January-ish. So don't miss me too much. But yes, I'm definitely going to take a little time off and... Uh, Man, I hope you guys have a great, have had a great Christmas holiday, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, if you guys celebrate that. Hope you guys have a very happy, healthy, safe New Year. And uh, man, it's, it's just been a great, great, great year for me. Started off a little rocky, but it, start, it ended out great. 
And I really sincerely appreciate every single person who listens to the show. And I hope to be speaking to you guys soon. I really do, man. I'm, I can't say thank you enough, man. I really appreciate all you guys um, just helping this kid from the Bronx with a microphone achieve his dreams, man. It's really special. And um, I feel really blessed to be in this position, man. I truly do. So um, it's been a great year, and hopefully 2022 is even greater. And that's all I got to say, man. Going to fade you guys out with a great, great, great song. And if you can use context clues, it is, my opinion, the 2021 song of the year. And it is called Off the Grid by Kanye West, Playboy Cardi, and Fabio Foreign off of the album Donda. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode number 85. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Have a great rest of your year. And I'll see you guys and speak to you guys in 2022. Happy New Year. And we are out.
Uh, you gotta move different when you're look. God bless me with amazing grace. She fell alone on my day to day. I just want my palms to fade away. Man, I'm tired of I need Gatorade. Boy, I got on my feet and I made a name and I made it a necklace. Huh. When you from the bottom and you working hard just to get to the top, then they gotta respect it. If you got a voice, then you gotta project it. If you got a room, then you gotta correct it. If you got a name, you gotta protect it. If you give me shock, then you gotta elect you to live a new life. So I got a new plan and I gotta finesse with love. Yeah, cause they want me to lose. They ain't part of the rules. I be trying so hard not to move reckless. We off the grid, grid, grid. This for my kid, 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 kid. Everything we did for the crib, then hit. Flexing with business trip. Going green, six, and she sticks. Lead in 76. First it go viral, then it get digital, then it get critical Now I'm not doing no interview, mask on my face, you can't see what I'm finna do Had to move away from people that's miserable Don't wanna link you, I ain't finna sit with you Ain't finna talk to you, ain't finna get with you Don't get me mad cause I don't wanna injure you She put my panties inside of a living room Look at the problems and issues I'm living through They try to drag me, I rise to my pinnacle Walk through the block like the neighborhood general Drop me the low end and that's where I send it to I was forgetting you now I remember, now I remember Did what I want and I say what I want And I thought you was with me, like how you get sensitive I got this God power, that's my leverages I got this holy water, that's my beverages I gotta help myself out of selfishness I just bought a flow out of selfishness I gotta make sure they know who they messing with I gotta tell them sorry, they too delicate I gotta stay with God where the blessings is I ain't delivering heavenly messages just for the hell of it Don't try to test me I keep it clean But it can get messy I talk to God every day That's my bestie they playing soccer in my backyard. I think I see Messi, and this money could never neglect me. I pray that my family would never resent me. And she fell in love with me soon as she met me. We both got a bad mind, my back is more heavy. We had to stop counting, it's getting too petty. You not a real stepper, you can't overstep me. Just sit back and listen and watch how he bless me. He wait till I fall and then pull up and catch me. Your check is too small, you can't pull up and check me. Nah, nah, I get a fast. You feel a weight and can pull up and give me. Might do something wild if I feel like you press me. Nah, I get a fast, see? Feel a way they can pull up and give me my do something while if I feel like you press me. We off the grid, grid, grid. This for my kid, kid, kid. For when my kid, kid, kids had kids. Everything we did for the crib. Pray for what folks named did. Only thing we pray, God forgive, give, give. Man, God forbid, bid, bid. They hit one of the kid, kid, kids. Took off a slid, slid, slid. Look what they did, did, did. Pray for the crib, crib, crib. Some say, ah, ah, Adam couldn't never be black, ah, ah. Cause a black man, a never shares. Rib, 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 rib.